listening to the Woman of Strength podcast for the purpose-driven woman who has a yearning deep in her soul to serve the world. Presented to you by Ange Wilcock, creator of Evolutionary Model of Well-Being, Mindfulness-Based Storytelling, and The Raw Woman Project. A businesswoman on a mission for every human on the earth to feel enough. So welcome to another episode of Woman of Strength and today we've got a different guest. Is it different in terms of gender? Because today we have a male guest and I'd like to welcome Marcus. Welcome Marcus. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you because I'm so excited about this interview because I've told <laughs> a few of my tribe about I'm interviewing a guy and, and he works with really, you know, purpose-driven, strong women and they're going, really? But he's a guy. How would he yeah. know? So we'll, we'll get into yeah. that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what I'd like to do, everyone who's listening, is just to read you a little bit about Marcus. And as all of you know that, that watch and listen um, to these interviews, I always read from a piece of paper. So I'd like to tell you a little bit about Marcus. So Marcus has an MA and received his master's degree in transpersonal counseling psychology from Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado. A therapist for 15 years is also an ordained minister. Besides working with women and couples, Marcus has a passion for working with combat veterans who live with the ongoing effects of post-traumatic stress disorder. Presently, Marcus is in private practice and works with women and couples all over the world. He helps women to step into their power as women and leave self-doubt behind. He teaches how to embrace and embody your radiance and wisdom and grow past who you were taught to be and who you felt like you had to be. And he also teaches how to and why it's necessary to make yourself the priority and stop putting yourself last. Wow, <laughs> it's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> So, Marcus, like this sounds amazing work that you do. So, I know many women out there will be asking the question how did you get into supporting women to step into their power? Accidentally. I did not intend to do this. And um, in one way, it felt like I was being groomed for it my whole life. And so there were like two, two really big things that came together. And one was my own internal wounds, my own internal hurts around, uh, I, was, I was put up for adoption at birth. And even though my, my parents were great, they got me when I was just five days old, there was uh, still like a, a, a huge deep wound and feeling unworthy and feeling, uh, like I was uh, just basically a piece of trash and, and should have been thrown away, like feeling like I should have been aborted and just gotten rid of. And, you know, and that stayed with me so strong where I felt like I, you know, never fit in and never had a place. And it was wanting, um, you know, wanting to heal that wound and in a sense reconnecting with the, the feminine that I was disconnected from in my birth mother but also in my adoptive family, my, my father was a university professor and had studied like feminist rhetoric back in the 60s and was 
you know, he was kind of a, a champion of women. And I saw firsthand uh, two really big things. Back in the, in the 70s, there weren't a whole lot of women PhDs, you know, doctorate level women. And I got to see a lot of them. I got to know a lot of them. And I got to see what really strong women standing in their power were like. And I got to see really strong women telling men what's what and telling them how it was going to be. And I saw the men, you know, accept that and, and how men were in relationship with really strong women, you know, without, without cowering and backing down, but a real genuine meeting of the hearts and, and minds and how, uh, how powerful both people were as a result of those kind of meetings. And the, um, you know, and so I grew up hearing this message like this, you know, like I say, I, I was brought up on a diet of gender equality mm-hmm. and, you know, and I saw what it was like when women don't stand up for themselves and listen to their, their real inner voice and do what they really feel like they're being called to do. And they start trying to fit themselves into a into a box of what they think is going to be acceptable to society, what they think is going to be acceptable to men. And, you know, and the, you know, and it's like when women do that, the, the results are anywhere from mediocre to miserable. Yeah. And neither one of those is okay for me. It's, and it's not truly okay for any of those women either. And um, so it's like over the time and through years, I've I started doing the Native American spiritual work and 20 years ago now. And I started developing this vision of what relationships can be, not just romantic relationships, but all relationships can be when both people are really embracing who they truly are. And it's an incredible vision. And, and so the skills that I started out with of wanting to heal my own, my own like mommy wound mm. translated as like, once I got my own needs met, these skills were still there and, and it translated into supporting women and helping them to grow. Wow. That sounds amazing. And, and mm-hmm. what a fantastic upbringing to have that gender equality as well, because we don't, yeah. you know, we don't all experience that unfortunately. So you know, feeling quite blessed, I'm sure, to have that. In, yeah, in one way, yes. And it's like I got it on a cognitive level, that gender equality thing. And yes. then I saw my dad, um, my dad never, like, he left his work at the office. And how he was with my mom was not empowering. And, oh. and so it didn't make sense. And, and there was, uh, so my mom hid her true self in a lot of cases because my dad, you know, he had the same insecurities that, you know, that everybody has. And, and he would, uh, like when my mom would start to step up, he would, he wasn't a jerk to her, but he, it was like, he would sort of tease her and yeah, he was a jerk to her at times mm-hmm. where he would sort of tease her and put her down or, or just bolster his own ego as a way of keeping her down. And it, you know, it was gross. I didn't like it. It didn't fit with what I knew to be true inside. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that happens in so many relationships today. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. So, so one of the questions that um, I've got for you is, okay. well, and my tribe too, because <laughs> it's a question that comes up very, very mm -hmm. often, is you know, if you're a strong woman, you're purpose-driven, you really are stepping into your power, how do you maintain a healthy, loving relationship with a man who doesn't recognize that in you, you know, who sees it yeah. a challenge or, yeah. How do you work with that? So it's the easiest way to explain it is to say there's two steps of empowerment for women, like sort of like two phases. One is the, uh, it's like the, the the college level and then the second is like the graduate school level and like the college level is saying no i'm not going to take this anymore and that kind of it in a way it sort of sounds like a defiant thing and it can come out as anger and it's like no i'm not going to put up with this anymore and that's the necessary step it's because we have to I say we women have to feel that strength and they have to feel that that sense of themselves and their own independence emotionally and and feel that sense of power within themselves and that sense of autonomy and believing in themselves and you know if they confront men with anything that seems like anger it's it's not going to go real well most of the time mm -hmm. either the man's just going to cower and crumble or he's going to get really defensive and, you know, and want to fight back. And neither one of those are optimal. The, so there's like that first level of empowerment, which in a way is like coming out of obscurity in, in terms of authenticity. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And the second, the second level is what I think of, you know, I think of my spiritual grandmother when I think of this. It's, it's about stepping into that goddess energy, stepping into that, that compassionate place where you can understand and, and accept the men for being the, the scared little boy mm -hmm. and make space for that and confront him from a place of compassion and acceptance. And it's, you know, and that's an incredible thing to be able to do and, and to do that with other women, not just with men, but the, you know, so that uh, when you can confront somebody from a place of compassion and acceptance, there's less chance that they're going to get into resistance and get defensive and want to fight back, you know, because it's that acceptance that we're all craving. And, you know, and one of the first objections I hear from women when, when I talk about that is why do we have to do all the work? Like, why do I have to be the one to make the safe space for him? And, and I'm like, cause you're the one who, who woke up, yeah. you woke up first, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. if, <laughs> And yeah, that rings the, true for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so, and for me as well, it happened, you know, it, it happened for me in my marriage. And, you know, and at times I felt like I was trying to drag 
somebody along with me who didn't want to go. And so what do you do? You have to be incredibly accepting because if you come off as you're doing it wrong, the first response you're going to get is, no, I'm not. You're doing it wrong. You're the one changing the rules. We were happy. Why can't we go back to the way things were? Yeah. And, you know, and you can't, once you start to wake up, you know, it's like you can't uncrack that egg. <laughs> it's, and so it's like, you know, my thoughts on that is like, yeah, you know, if, if you've started to wake up, then it's on you. You are the one who has to make the space because essentially you're breaking the rules. You're breaking the rules of the relationship. You are the one bringing the change and you got to understand how uncomfortable and scary that is for the people around you, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, and not just for, you know, a romantic relationship, but with your family as well and your community, you know, to whatever extent you're, you're deep with your community, you're going to be shaking things up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what do you find are the sort of common themes with men you know, when they are in these relationships, you know, with, with the awakening yeah. woman? What, what are the things like when you work with couples, what are the, the sort of issues or challenges that they're bringing? Yeah, the most common thing that I see is like most of the couples that come to me is they come when things are in complete chaos at the beginning of that waking up process. And so during, and it most often occurs in women's early forties, like the, the, the latest stats that I've seen say that more divorces happen when women are 42 years old than at any other age and more first time affairs happen when women are 42 years old than at any other age. And, so, and, and what I've seen and people have sort of hinted around about this, but nobody's talking about it in a, in a really big sense. It's like during the late thirties and early forties, women go through a, a maturing process where they step into like a whole nother level of emotional maturity yeah. that. And so it's like things are going along what seems like, okay. And then the women start to grow. And during that time, like just apart for women, it's an incredibly confusing time and they don't know, like they start having feelings and they don't know what those feelings are. They wonder if they're going crazy and they question everything in their lives and they question themselves. They question their marriage. They, you know, essentially they're growing out of who they were told they were supposed to be and who they were taught to be. And they, most women aren't aware that that's what's going on. And so they question whether or not their entire life has been a lie. And they, um, but it, it's an incredibly scary time. And it's like, since they don't know what those feelings are and don't know how to communicate them, often the first thing that comes out is they start complaining to their men and complaining about their men. And so that's, that's when I get a lot of couples and the, um, and the men just feel like all of a sudden they've been blasted and they don't know what they did wrong, but all of a sudden something's different and they feel like their, their wives and girlfriends are telling them that it's their fault. 
and the um, so getting guys on board with embracing this change in their women and also teaching them the emotional skills and how to deal with their own feelings and the communication skills that, you know, how to just to have healthy communication, how to have a healthy conversation is, you know, it's tough work and, and that's where we start. And so what advice, because I know there'll be lots of women listening and, and watching mm. this, what advice would you give women that are in that situation where they're stepping into their power, they're really awakening, they love the man that they're with and really want the relationship to work, but there's so many struggles going on because, like you said, they're not really understanding what's happening to them yeah, and yeah. they may be projecting that onto to the guy and then the poor guy's going, holy moly, what's happening here? Um, what, yeah. what advice would you give them? The my first thought is is find a coach, find uh, a strong group of women, and not a group of women that just bashes men. Mm -hmm. It's like we all need to we all need to vent at times, and so there are times you will just need to go and and vent about you know what's going on. But, you know, find the support that you need to not only help you understand and grow into this woman that you're becoming, you know, the strong, powerful woman that you're becoming, but find, find the support that can also teach you what's really going on with your man and how to communicate with him in a way so that he begins to understand what's going on with you and, and can really get on board and supporting you, you know, cause so many, so many women feel like their man treats them like the woman they were 15 years ago. Mm. And, and they get really frustrated. They get mad at their husbands for not accepting and embracing who they are now. But it's such a confusing time. The women don't even know who they are right this moment. Because, you know, they're in this transition period. And so what I love to do is teach the couples how to communicate with each other and to, to where it's not so scary and things and the transition doesn't feel like such chaos. Yeah. So what about, you know, women go through these transitions. What about men? Because, you know, as, as a human species, <laughs> men must go through these transitions too. So is there a different time in their life than they go through it? I mean, it's going to be different for well, women, but... Yeah, it is different. And the joke that we tell, or, yeah, what I always say is that, like, as women get into their early 40s, they go through this level of maturity and men never grow up ever. And that's, you know, that's the joke. It um. And with, with men, it, the, the growth looks really different and they, um, it's like as scary as this time is for women, it's seems to be even scarier for men because we have to do the one thing we are never, ever, ever, ever allowed to do. And that's embrace our insecurities. Mm. And for most men, that is like kryptonite. Yeah. And so, you know, most men only 
come in to work with me during times of crisis. And as soon as the, the crisis has abated a little bit, they disappear, they run away. And so it's like, they just want to get out of trouble. And so, and you know, nobody's ever, I've got an idea, I've got a thought and nobody's ever proven me wrong. So we're going to, we're throwing this out as a theory and you know, in a hundred years, we'll get back together and see if it's actually held up. Yeah. But the, for the most part, you know, men only grow when they're called out by women, even though they hate being called out by women and it brings up all their insecurities. And so because like inside of every man, and this is important for your, your women followers to hear, no matter how strong or how competent, no matter how successful a man is inside of every man, there's a little boy who's scared of mommy being mad at him. And that, you know, and I've had men that are CEOs of huge corporations that, you know, when I've said that they're, they're like, "Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, and they're embarrassed and ashamed by it. And the, you know, and it's scary as hell to embrace that inside. It's like, yeah, there's, you know, and I'll tell you right now, there's a little boy inside of me that's scared of mommy being mad at me. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, and it's a part of, you know, all of us. And so really understanding that is a powerful thing for women. And so sometimes it, uh, you know, one of the one of the big complaints and frustrations I hear from women is feeling like they have to walk on eggshells around their man. And and I hear that a lot. And the knowing how to be very tender and very gentle in confronting a man without backing down from confronting their men about what they really want and what they really need, that is that's the powerful thing to to learn to do. That makes sense. So that you're, you're being very gentle, but also being very firm at the same time. And so there's a, uh, you know, and it is a lot of work to provide that space for the man when, when he's, when his defenses are up to navigate around all those defenses without just going, uh, you know, he's going to get upset if I talk about this, you know, and backing away because that just creates emotional distance yeah. and, and the connection that needs to happen and the growth that needs to happen never occurs. So having the, having the communication skills and, and the emotional skills inside to be able to navigate all those defenses in a very gentle way and still be being very firm about what you need and what you want, that's the, that's when the magic starts to happen. So it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds Mm. like you're saying that as women, we have to do all our own growing first. We have to understand ourselves and and really grow from that place of emotion, be able to respond um, to a man to be able to have a really fulfilling relationship. Otherwise, if we're not in that space, We're just continually projecting on each other as a couple. The in one way, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say you have to do it first, but you have to do it. And yeah. we all 
have to do, we all have to do our work. And if you're the one on the leading edge, you're the one waking up first, you got to do your work anyway. Otherwise, you're not going to be happy in your own life. And the, um, and there's ways of communicating, you know, what's going on during that process to make things easier, you know, to, to be able to say, you know, I know the tension between us, you know, is scary for you too. And I'm in this incredible growth period and I don't know what's going on inside at times, but there are other times it feels amazing. Like I'm growing into a a strong, powerful woman and I love being with you. And I want you going on this journey with me because we are going to be incredible, you know, and, and part of what's going on is I'm going to be able to love you even bigger on the other side of this journey, you know? And so it's like, you don't have to, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all figured out, but being able to communicate, what's going on from right here, right this moment and invite him in, in a way that he can hear it. That's what's incredibly powerful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so one last question that I've got for you as we're coming to the end of our interview is, and I know there'll be lots of women out there who can really connect to this is how, can they get in touch with you? You know, what is it that you, because obviously your service is, you know, worldwide. Mm-hmm. How can they get in touch with you is the first question. And the second question mm-hmm. is what sort of work can you do with them? You know, can you work just with the women or do you have to work with a couple? The, a lot of times I, I work uh, just with the women. Yeah. And... And we've seen powerful changes in relationships just when the women make peace with where they are. And because they don't have the, the conflict going on inside themselves, there's no conflict you know, going on interpersonally, like with their husbands. And so I do a lot of work with the women themselves. And um, so the easiest way to find me is on Facebook. The uh, Marcus Ambrester, the, uh, they can see my name in the link. Um, yeah. Go to MarcusAmbrester.com and, and um, they can see what current programs are going on for women. And um, you know, it's Marcus.Ambrester at gmail.com. They can send me an email to work one-on-one. And, um, and I've usually got some kind of group program going. And the... Um, but yeah, catch me on Facebook. Send me a private message. Follow me on Facebook. That's the easiest way. And uh, you know, for anybody who who doesn't have the the financial resources right now to uh, to like work with me on a high level or in one of my groups, um, one thing they can do is get my book. It's called Pillars of Awesome Relationships, and then go to pillarsofawesomerelationships.com. And, uh, the book is the subtitle of the book is how to love your man when you're ready to kill him. And the, um, so when, when I came up with that subtitle, I asked about 10 people about it and six of six of them were women who had been married and they said, Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's it right there. (laughs) And about the others had never been married and went, that's a little harsh. Don't you think? And I was like, 
Not if you've been married. <laughs> if you've been married, you know exactly what it's like. So yeah. you can go to um, you know you can go to pillarsofawesomerelationships.com and get a copy of the book. It's available on Amazon too. But if you get it from my website, uh, I do a thing where it's not only autographed, but on the inside cover, you'll get a, a personally inscribed, personally directed reading that's just for you, and um, where I take a time and go into journey space and and come back with a gift just for you. So that's available. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't have the financial spot to, to do one of my programs or work with me one-on-one. Fantastic. That sounds amazing. And all, all the links um, will be below this interview anyway. So Great. Marcus, thank you so, so much. This has been absolutely fascinating and I've learned a lot myself and I'm, I'm sure that yes. all women and, and I'm sure that there'll be women out there showing this to their men too. So yeah. Great. Awesome. So, so much. And thank you for doing awesome. this incredible work with women. Hey, it's an honor. It is truly an honor. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Women of Strength podcast. Please feel free to share the word with the women of strength in your life. For more information, go to angewilcock.com slash enough said.